There are countless trends that shape the employment marketplace, but is there one factor that will have the greatest impact? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. One man tasked with keeping his finger on the pulse is Simon Luster, Managing Director for Strategy and Platforms at SEEK. He joined me at the desk at the HR Leaders Forum in Sydney. Welcome back to Talent Talks. We are coming to you from the HR Leaders Forum, and I'm delighted to be joined by Seek's own Simon Lusted. Simon is the Director of Strategy and Platforms for the Seek business across Asia Pacific and the Americas. Welcome, Simon. Hey, mate. How are you going? What are you seeing in terms of, of the workforce of the future? The future of work is something that's being spoken about a lot. Mm, um, I'd absolutely. love to get your viewpoint on um, what does it look like, what challenges, what opportunities does it present? Okay, so we, we think about the workforce of the future through a pretty simple lens. We think about, well, what kind of work is likely to be done? Who's going to be doing that work and how are they going to do it? So in terms of what kind of work will likely to be done, you know, roles in the economy are changing all the time and there's globalisation has had a big impact on the types of roles that uh, are needed in any one economy. Mm. So economies transition from manufacturing to services and even the services themselves change from physical to digital. And so that changes jobs and jobs tend to be busted apart um, and the tasks in them reconfigured. Yep. And so when we think about the future of work, we're looking at those types of trends. There'll be um, big demands for technical skills, maybe demands for mid- mid-office administration will start to uh, slow in growth. We know that mm. healthcare roles will continue to be uh, in huge demand. So that's the kind of first question. The second is who will do them? and how they'll be done. In terms of that area, so we're looking at things like where's the work going to be done? Is it going to be done on-site, off-site, in Australia, overseas, in a market in Asia? Um, And we're trying to unbundle this kind of multifaceted kind of cube, if you like, of what's going to be required, who's going to do it, and where are they going to do it? Mm. Um, And then that plays ultimately into things like required skills and then how do people signal in the marketplace that they have those skills? What happens to the speed of labour? Labour is speeding up. Uh, Tenures are falling. Not everywhere. You don't see it in the government statistics, but Mm. in certain key bellwether uh, categories like high-end tech, we're seeing tenures falling. And so they're the types of things that we're trying to unpack when we think about the future of work. Sure. How difficult is you when you're marrying all that up, those two factors you spoke about, to then start to, I guess, formulate that into potentially into a product roadmap um, five, ten years down the track? How will people find out about these job opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I think the way we do it, we're a stra- primarily a strategy team. Mm. And so what we don't tend to do is, is leap straight to the product. What we'll tend to do is say, well, there are these um, needs in the marketplace. There's, there's always been a need to... Um, find great candidates, whatever that definition is. There's always been a need to put your offer, your EVP and your unique reason why someone should come and work for you in front of those candidates. And then on the other side of the market, it's the same thing. That Those candidates have a enduring need to uh, signal to employers that they're the, the, a good fit. Um, and so what we do is we try to anchor to these core needs around how do you discover each other, how do you connect with each other, and then how do you stand out? Yeah. Um, and what we do is we start to look at new technologies like mobile, social, yeah. um, AI, uh, the fact that people are living more of their lives online, and we start to think about, well, clusters of technologies that come together and can be used to make labour markets more efficient. Yeah. So that's the process we yeah. take. 
Um, and that allows us to look at new technologies as they arrive um, and assess them against, well, if you deployed this technology at scale across the Australian or Asian marketplace, yeah. would it do a better job of helping a candidate stand out? Would it do a better job of helping an employer reach a high-value candidate? Let's, let's look a bit more broadly, skills and also changing roles as well. So given we're at a HR Leaders Conference, um, much of the focus on the future of work obviously comes down to finding the right talent. So I'm interested from your viewpoint, um, how is this technological revolution that we're sitting in, how is it impacting the skills that organisations actually need to hire for now? We're in a pretty competitive world that's globalising uh, at an accelerating rate. So globalisation used to be about goods and then it was about services yeah. and now it's increasingly about data and talent. Um, that's got two factors. The first factor is just on the firm and how they compete. Companies um, increasingly, yeah, they need to be really good at their core because they're getting exposed. Their core business is being exposed to global competition. Um, but then there's two big areas that they tell us they need to do better in which have like these skill clusters around them. Okay. The first is customer intimacy. You know, when you're facing global competition in a new technology or digitally driven environment, yeah. there's a whole um, world of um, competitors who want to come at you and they want to come at you by understanding and being more intimate about your customers' needs. And so we look on our platform and we see a lot of customer intimacy, customer discovery, usability, um, mm. uh, those types of things those types of skill clusters becoming really more important yeah. and going really short. There's not a lot of um, talent in those areas. And then the other area is in um, skills around new product development. So that's obviously the technical people who build and deploy new products, but it's also these ancillary skills around it that relate to um, how one builds a new business model, how one wraps services around old products, yeah. how one deals with legacy as they try to digitise their economy. Yeah. And so we, we see that on our platform um, pretty clearly. Um, now, the individual skills, they vary a lot, but yeah. from a thematic perspective, um, it's, it's those types of things. On the other side of the scale of that, um, I'm interested in your viewpoint as well. Which roles is, do you think technology is really impacting on the demise of those roles? There's a lot of talk that it's the, the low-skilled, the medium-skilled workers. I'm interested you would map that out and what discussions are you having and what do you foresee? There's a few key and very popular research papers around that suggest reasonably dramatic um, productivity mm. gains from AI and yeah. automation. Um, and um, they've got slightly different conclusions. One is, hey, 40% of roles kind of go away. And another study is, it's not going to work like that. What's yeah. going to happen is an individual role is going to be busted apart and certain tasks are going to go away. But that's going to create an opportunity for greater level. Like, let's take a McDonald's server. Yep. If you've been in Australia, is one of the leading markets where they move to kiosks. They don't hire less people. Right? They, they yeah. have more people in the front of house. They bring you your meals. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, they didn't do that. Um, and so that's allowed them to get greater levels of customer intimacy. Yeah. Um, and so it's really unclear exactly how AI and automation plays out. But what we do know is it creates new roles, it creates new opportunity. Um, and there's even a recent study, I think out of uh, the Netherlands recently, that suggested that, in fact, AI tends to hit uh, and impact slightly higher skilled people more okay. dramatically. It's just that they recover more quickly from that and can be redeployed. Right, okay. Um, and that, um, that, that AI at the moment, as it's being deployed, probably has no greater impact on the um, reconfiguration of roles than perhaps manufacturing mm. 
moving offshore and, and being globalised yeah. did. Now, that's yeah. not necessarily a great thing because that was a big impact, but it was a big impact over a 20 or 30 year period. But these things take time. When it comes to setting and executing on those future business strategies, how important is it for HR to actually have a seat at the table and have you know genuine dialogue and drive behind those strategies as well? One of the things I was talking about this morning is the world has shifted from competing on assets, things you own, positions you have, mm-hmm. to competing on speed and capability. Yeah. Uh, and that is almost all people in some form. Now, it may end up in digital assets and digital data, um, but at some point that's getting created through the ingenuity, the culture and the thinking and coordination and collaboration of people. Um, And many, many firms, I think in Australia, aren't as prepared for that shift or think that their company will be uh, somehow spared this kind of competition. Uh, And I think that's partly because if you look at indexes of globalisation, there's a McKinsey one. Australia's actually quite low. Right. Uh, We we don't actually get as exposed to as much global competition as certain countries in Europe, Singapore. Is that a geographical thing? I think it's partly geographical, um, that, you know, goods flows further away. Um, But also our finance industry is not particularly globalised, is not particularly... dynamic at least in that respect no, with no with great respect for yes. for that industry <laughs> yeah. um and um there's a um but but there's a good case right they're not particularly globalized but i can't find anyone or any customer i talk to in a bank who isn't worried about international fintech competition yeah, sure. so it is coming and those guys know it's coming and so the idea coming back to your original question mm. that um the executive teams and board levels shouldn't be almost mostly speaking about technology, talent, culture, innovation, collaboration, um, I I think would surprise me. So take us inside, Seek, because I'm interested to know, when you guys are setting strategy and and, and direction, um, how does HR partner with you um, when you're looking to to, to put that in place and and achieve it? We've got got a unique position in that we are a talent marketplace. And so in that position, we rely on HR more than maybe other companies would to actually make strategy. HR are really important to us uh, from a strategy sense because we are unique in that we are working in their space. So the pain points they have, the solutions that are and are not working for them, the things about our product they don't like, are the things that our customers don't like. And so what we do is we innovate is we expose them to uh, the, the new solutions, we get their feedback, And so um, for us, it's not just about um, working with HR at a kind of senior exec level, we do that, but we rely on our HR team uh, to keep us uh, in touch with customers uh, as much as we rely on, and you know, obviously we do working with customers directly because um, our customers' problems are our HR team's problems. That was Simon Lusted, Managing Director for Strategy and Platforms at Seek. To hear more talent talks, head to Market Insights on seek.com.au forward slash employer.